0: This is a Holding On Slurring LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You better turn right back around because here comes the short Bob dude from the Parents Recharge Show. What is going on, education heroes and fellow parents? That's right. For the second time, we're going to do a dual cast, which means one episode, and we're pushing it out to both of our podcasts, the Exhausted Educator Show and the Parents Recharge Show. When I was sitting down to do the notes and all the prep work for this podcast episode, I looked at it, the information that I had, and I thought, hmm, this actually might resonate well with parents, too, so... Here you have it. It is just me, and I'm going to share a variety of different things about how we're going to build up kids and what we can do to help a, help kids during what I would call a confidence epidemic, where so many kids across the country—it's actually worldwide—are just struggling with self-image, self-esteem, confidence as a whole. And we're going to dive into all that in, in just a little bit. But I want you to know a couple things. First. Let me say I'm sorry, because you deserve an apology. This episode is a bit behind schedule. Some of you have been waiting for an episode to drop, and I apologize for that. I've been backed up, and so I want to tell you I'm sorry that I haven't been able to get out this episode. In in case you're new, usually episodes will drop, whether it's the Exhausted Educator Show or the Parents Recharge Show, every other Thursday, and what I usually do is I'll drop one on Thursday Thursday. Maybe the Exhausted Educator show, and then the next Thursday will be the Parents Recharge show. So whichever podcast you listen to, you get it every other week. However, life has struck the Hill family from the end of September up until, well, a good chunk of October. It's been nuts. Uh, I won't dive into too much details other than tell you that your son, we had to take him to the hospital, spent some time at the hospital, diabetes-related, and then uh, we progressed into what we'd call a 10-day barnstorm of a stomach bug that hit all five of us in the family, and then there's been some other things that have gone on too, so it has been a whirlwind the last month, so my apologies for not being able to get this episode out earlier. However, we're trying to get back on track. I also want to say thank you to all of you for listening, and you may not realize, well, how much does it mean to hit play and listen to somebody? Well, it's really tough to do a podcast if you don't have people on the other end who care about listening, and you're listening, and I appreciate that. And also, some of you, if you're reaching out to me, whether it be on email or social media, however, you know, I just appreciate your feedback, whatever it is, the good, the bad, and everything in between, and it just makes it a little bit more meaningful when I know that you know there's some actual people out there listening to what we're doing. So again, I just wanted to say thank you. And if you're new to the show... Whether it be the Exhausted Educator Show or the Parents Recharge Show, you can always hook up with us on what we're doing on social media at Recharged Family, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find out more about all the services that we provide, whether it be our podcast, YouTube channel, or our, self, our service business where we're trying to help individual families. All of that's on our website, rechargedfamily.com. Check us out there. So, looking ahead, we're coming down the home stretch of our Parents Recharge Show. Initial season. We started this way back in June and we've gotten to the point now where we're finishing up the final episodes and we will take a winter break. And you might not know this, but a lot of what I do with the Parents Recharge show, it's a solo, it's just a solo podcast where I, I provide families with information and stories and things like that about a wide variety of topics to help their kids, specifically kids who may be struggling in some capacity. So we are coming down the home stretch of our first season. And thank you for those of you out there who've been listening to our first season of the Parents Recharge show. We really appreciate it. So you can expect a couple more episodes before we take a winter break. And speaking of winter break, we will also take a winter break for the Exhausted Educators show, but we do have a few more guests lined up to finish out the fall season of that podcast as well. And finally, since we're talking about looking ahead, I do want you to know that um, we will have some news coming out that I'll, I'll, I'm pretty excited to share with you, but I can't do it yet, so you got to listen to some of these episodes coming up. We'll share little bits and pieces of some news and things that we've got cooking, especially heading into the new year. So in this particular episode, we're really going to focus on rebuilding our youth, rebuilding our kids, because no matter where you are, so many, so many kids are just struggling in a wide variety of ways. One of those areas is confidence or self-esteem, or just self-concept of how they look at themselves, how they look at their abilities in certain things. Whether it be school-related things, or behavior-related things, or even just things outside of school, you know, activities they're involved with, their sports, there's just a lot of kids really struggling with confidence and how they, how they feel about themselves. And we're going to dive into different ways that we can all help kids to rebuild them, and a lot of it involves praise and compliments and positive, uh, you know, just give, flooding them with positive thoughts and celebrating their successes. And we're going to get into all that, including a what we would call in the Parents Recharge Show a recharge story, and what we previously called back in the day, if you've been around with us in the Exhaust Educator Show for a while, we used to call it the Party Time Story. So we're going to package that together. That's coming up. But this whole episode is going to be all about how we can rebuild our youth. They desperately need it. So let's dive into it. It's time to get recharged, people. So I want to share a couple quick stories with you. They actually both revolve around girls' youth sports, believe it or not, and confidence building. And it relates to boys as well, because this is really all about just building kids up. But before I get into that, I want to just paint a picture for you. So, so many kids are struggling with self-confidence, self-esteem, my kids included. I'm not giving you all this information today because things are perfect in the Hill household. That is not the case. To be honest with you, like confidence building as a teacher for all the, all the years I, I worked as an elementary school teacher, or all of the years I worked as a, a soccer coach at the high school or middle school, or even even when I did Kinder Kickers, right? Always felt like confidence building was my jam. Always felt like it was kind of the thing that I, I could do pretty well, I could build kids up. But I did find out as I became a parent, it didn't always relate, it didn't always directly relate for my kids that way. So in other words, even though I was pretty good at trying to pump kids up in the classroom or on the soccer field, it didn't necessarily translate to a direct correlation with my, working with my kids as well. So what I'm saying is if you're a parent out there and you think my kids are struggling with confidence, you're not alone. So many are, and that that is exactly the same way it is in the Hill House. It is something we constantly build towards. The first story I want to share with you is actually one that is going on this year, this fall. My daughter, who is in fifth grade, is, decided that she wanted to play volleyball in a league. So she'd done some summer camps before and that kind of thing for volleyball, but she wanted to play in a league. Now, this isn't like a you know, travel all over the world kind of club, you know, travel team league, nothing like that. Just kind of show up and play. And they have everyone from girls, actually a few boys too, uh, from first grade up to fifth grade. And at the beginning of the season, they partnered us up with another team and we would split the gym and put up two nets for volleyball practice. And we'd practice during the week and then we have a game on a weekend. And I noticed something about our team versus their team. And we are very fortunate to have good coaches for my daughter's team, they, they do a great job. But I noticed something specific about the other team. And it really drove home a message that I'd already thought about. And it's really the message of what we're getting at today. The other team had a coach who was celebrating everything. <laughs> Everything with these kids. Now, mind you, at the beginning of our season, they were probably the least talented of the teams in the league. Now, we've gone through most of our season, we've seen all the teams, and I can tell you that that is the case. But their approach to how they worked with the kids filtered to the parents, and the parents were helping, and the kids bought in. It was essentially, let's celebrate everything. Everything that the kids do... Let's celebrate it and just pump them full of positivity. As a former coach, I do have an idea of how this kind of works. If you're someone who just barks orders at your players all the time, if you have an extremely gifted, talented athlete who can take that and they've already got a built in uh, a really good solid foundation of how they believe uh, their self-confidence and their self-worth is on the whatever athletic field or athletic court is, that could work. However, we're talking about young kids here, you know. As again, you know, six-year-olds up to like eleven-year-olds. It's a big, a big difference in age, but it's also it's. To be honest with you, it is teaching kids who probably haven't played a lot yet, so they don't all have a lot of self-confidence built in yet. Who does at that age? So the approach of this particular coach was different, and I can tell you, it was different than all of the other coaches in our league. The ball would go over the net. They would celebrate. Somebody would just touch the ball. (laughs) They would celebrate. The parents would celebrate. And I'm talking about at practice, not even during the games. So essentially what you would have is at the beginning of the season, the ball would go over the net on their team, and it would just hit the ground. Nobody would go for it. But through the first practice and on, because again, we've seen a bunch of their practices right next to us, it is nothing but a big, fat celebration on their court. The ball goes over the net, they celebrate. The ball almost goes over the net, they celebrate. Everything is all about pumping positive feelings and celebrations and compliments into these kids. Fast forward now two months, and I'm actually recording this at the end of, end of October. We are coming up at the end of our season, and my daughter's team played them for a second time just this weekend, and I can tell you The difference in that team is night and day. My daughter's team beat them pretty easily at the beginning of the season. Again, they didn't have probably the most talented squad. You know, volleyball, I'm sure that, you know, height makes a difference. It certainly makes a difference in that sport. They are the shortest team in the league. And it looks like, I don't know for sure, it looks like they may be the youngest team in the league. But now, as my daughter's team has gone through the season, we played their team again and they whipped our tails. (laughs) They lit us up. The difference in that team now is you have young girls and I think there's a boy or two on that team diving on the floor, throwing themselves at the ball, just trying everything they can. You know why? Because they've been built up that way. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's taken months. This coach and then the parents bought in And then the players bought in, and the players are all cheering for each other, and the parents are cheering, and the coaches, there's a couple coaches, they're all cheering, and it's not cheering just immediate success, like we scored a point cheer. It's, I touched the ball. Someone tried to spike a ball at me, and I put my hand on it. I was, I'm not scared anymore. It's steps in that direction. You don't just build confidence at the blink of an eye. It takes time. So this particular team just blew me away. And I'll tell you why it blew me away, because it cemented what I always thought of as a classroom teacher and also as a coach. The importance of taking players or students or kids in general and just pumping them up. And kids need it now more than ever, more than ever, because so many of them are struggling internally with how they view certain things in life. It's not surprising. Think about it. Look at society as a whole. What do we know about society as a whole? There's a lot of stress. There's so much stress out there. And we've got a lot of angry people. And when you create stress, as adults, it filters to your kids. Whether you know it or not, it does. And so you've got a lot of kids that are stressed out. When you got a lot of stress, sometimes it affects your brain. Not sometimes it does affect your brain. causes trauma in your brain. And you just don't think as clearly or maybe as rationally about certain things. That's the effect of especially negative stress. So this particular coach, hats off to this dude because he has got that team, and I don't know what they're going to do. We get ready to the, go to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win a game, if they'll win the championship. I don't know. It doesn't matter, to be honest with you. What matters is they are a different, an entirely different team now than when we played them in the first game of the season, way back at the beginning of, of September. An entirely different team. They're filled with confidence one girl in particular who looks like she's 5 or 6. I remember a ball coming at her back at the beginning of September, the first time we played them, and she pretty much just she did anything she she could to avoid touching that ball at all. I saw her again yesterday and she is throwing body parts at the ball. Like that doesn't just happen. It happens when you create an environment where people are pumping in positivity. So hats off to that team. I have one other example that I'd like to share with you. As I said, I was a high school soccer coach for 13 years. But I also, before I did that, I was a middle school girl's soccer coach for two years. It was an awesome experience. And I will tell you, I learned a ton. I probably learned more that season than maybe my players did. But we didn't start off so great. And I, I, I'm usually a very chill person, but there's when it comes to competition... I can't stand losing. Um, I, I'm good now. I don't. I not really necessarily. It's not like I'm saying I, I get, uh, you know, bent out of shape over a card game or anything. I'm talking about when I'm when I was specifically in this sport, coaching in soccer. I would sometimes just. I just don't like. To, didn't like to lose. And so the very first game I ever coached as a middle school soccer coach, my first year teaching, right out of college, and we took it on the chin, seven to nothing, and it was probably worse than that score line would even indicate. We got ripped from limb to limb. And what I noticed was all of the girls on my team were petrified. They were scared to death of the ball, scared to death of the other team. And I thought, I can't I can handle losing, but I can't handle this. And what on earth am I gonna do? I gotta do something. So the very next day we had what I called a battle practice. And the idea was I was going to get them to battle each other. If I could have put football equipment on them and let them hit each other a little bit, I would have done that. I couldn't do that, obviously. So instead, I had them bang around each other a little bit, just try to position for a ball and did different drills and things like that. The end of that practice, and I will say before I get to my next point is, the whole time I had my assistant coach, I brought her in on this well in advance and said, we are going to pump them up this practice. Anything you can say to get them to to feel good about themselves, we are going to start today with cranking that up. And we did. And, and the end of the practice ended with uh, calling two players out, and we would throw a ball up in the air and we let them go at it and try to head the ball and see who could win the ball and and, and head it. Because to be honest with you, everybody on the team was scared to death to, to head a ball, <laughs> and, and and that was going to drive me nuts if I had to watch that all season. And we had a bunch of players battle for position to, tw- to try to win headers, and the rest of the team was standing around the outside like in a circle and it basically cheering them on. And that practice finished with our shortest player taking on our most, uh, our, our most experienced player, one of our, our better players, and she was also one of our tallest players. And when the ball went in the air, she came running in and just slammed herself into this girl and won that header And by the eruption of the entire team, you would have thought we won the entire World Cup. It was an amazing moment. Now, I'm telling you that is a small glimpse that when we started pumping in praise and celebration and compliments in one practice, we walked out of that one practice an entirely different team. And so now, when we went into the next game, our approach was we can battle. We can get in there and we can battle, but it doesn't just happen by just saying, get out there and play harder or get in there and head the ball harder. You have to build it and you build that confidence in players or in students or just in your kids in general. That's how you get them to step further. It's how you get them to take risks in life and try things that start uncomfortable because whenever you start something new, it is uncomfortable. I will say we went through that season and we did not win every game the rest of the way, but we never took a whooping like we did in the very first game. And as a matter of fact, we played that team again later in the season and we didn't win, but we almost did. We we I think we lost 2 to 1 and we had plenty of chances. We were a different team. We were a different team because we started realizing from the jump. We've got to build up these girls and get more out of them so that they feel better about themselves, like they can get in there and they can play. So what does this have to do with you? Let's talk about it in our takeaways section, coming right up. Build them up. we got to build up our youths. They need it desperately. We can't fix all the problems in the world. We can't fix... If you're a teacher, you can't fix the home lives of some of the students that you're working with. If you're a parent, you can't fix the stresses, all of the stresses that are involved with being a parent. And believe me, there's a lot. My wife and I have gone through (laughs) plenty of stress in the last month alone. We know there's a ton, whether it's financial challenges or whether it's you know, things that, that pop up that probably were not in the how to teach manuals for parenting or for teaching, just challenges in general. You can't fix all of it, but you know what you can do. You can make a real effort in trying to build them up through a couple of ways. One, praise, and you can't praise them enough. Think of it this way. If you're working and your, your boss tells you, hey, I like the way you did this, You know what that tells you? He liked it or she liked it, and I'm going to do it again. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel better. It confirms that you are doing something right. It's important. So the power of praise, compliments, and celebrate the successes, and the successes do not have to be enormous. Sometimes it's just celebrating the fact that they're trying. You know, I often tell people, if I'm trying to paint a picture of what not having a lot of confidence in yourself looks like, picture this, math. So many people are, would tell you that they're not great at math. So if I took you and plunked you down into a college-level math course where they're doing trig, calculus, whatever, higher functions of math, you're going to feel pretty rotten about yourself, especially if everybody around you seems to be getting it. And if you're a math person and that comes easy for you, then pick a different area of your life. Maybe it's, you know, if you're not great at theater and you had to put yourself in the middle of a situation where you're with a group of people working on rehearsing lines and you know you're not great at it. Or at least you feel like you're not great yet. You feel very apprehensive. You feel very intimidated. And you don't really feel like, I'm going to keep working to get better. That's a key. You need to pump them with praise, just because they're trying, just because they're trying. And that doesn't nor it normally doesn't work like it did for me with the soccer team. It doesn't normally work like immediately. You got to do it over time. We have a great teacher in our school district that I work with. That she teaches in a self-contained special education program, and she does amazing things. And she told me just two weeks ago. I'm exhausted. I said, "Oh, really? Exhausted?" Is it behaviors that you're, you that are really you know pushing you to? Let she's or is it uh, lesson planning? What is it? She said, "I know how important it is for me to keep <laughs> pumping praise into these kids, and we've been doing it now for two months. I'm exhausted about giving praise." I said, "I get it. It can be exhausting, but it makes a difference. And as somebody who's gone in now to see what's happening in that classroom, I can tell you, it works." Those kids who are significantly behind in a variety of academic areas are feeling better about themselves. And the only way for them to get better, to close the gap, and accelerate their growth is to build them up so that they can feel like, even though this is tough for me, I can still keep trying. That's the importance of praise and celebrating their successes. You can't. Sometimes it feels like you're over overdoing it. You're 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 really like pumping it up to astronomical scales. But so many of them need it. So many kids need it. And the last thing I'll tell you is this. Whether you're a teacher or your parent, you work through behaviors with your kids. Behaviors over the last couple years and education have been through the roof and trying to help kids work through the challenges they have in their lives and help kids figure out how to maintain the best possible behavior that they can in whatever needs they have, whether it be trying to get tasks completed or focused during lessons or socially getting along with other kids. There's a lot of things that have gone into um, the stress that kids are feeling and how it's been difficult for them to, after the pandemic, to progress back into and transition back into the classroom. And at home, you're seeing it as well. As parents, you're seeing behaviors out of your child that maybe maybe you didn't see them before. Or maybe you have seen them before, but you just can't really help them get a grip on things. I will tell you the starting point is working towards helping them get built up internally. So when you praise somebody, when you show them love, compassion, because that's really what it stems from, right? I'm going to tell you great things about yourself. I'm going to make you feel better. comes from love and caring. When that happens, you are, have a better chance of making connections in the brain. So I'm not going to you know, geek out and go deep diving into brain, uh, how the brain works, but to tell you there's pathways in your brain and you want your you want the pathways to connect. And it's actual research-based evidence that shows showing love, praise, celebrating success, all of it helps to open up pathways. It helps kids, because that's what we're talking about, but also adults too. It helps them to be able to understand that something that they're doing is, is going probably better than they thought. And it also helps, develops a self-esteem where they feel like I can at least try this because what happens if you don't have enough confidence in yourself You just don't try a lot of times. Why do I want to try that? I know I'm not going to be good at it But like the old saying is like you never know until you try Well, a lot of our kids their self-confidence and their self-image is so poor They don't want to get to the point where they try. They just assume they cannot do it And it takes a lot of rebuilding to get them there Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you out there in education land and parent land. I know it's not easy. I know I really know it's not easy. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this. Keep doing what you can to pump up those kids. It will mean the world. You can't do it enough. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great one. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your 9 or 10-year-old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at researchcommunity@gmail.com, at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin MacLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.